104.7 The Cave, KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. Broadcasting pure classic rock from the Just One More studio in beautiful Midtown Springfield. It's Ned Talk, your local live sports show. Sports Talk Fambasos. I hate that show. Now, here's Ned. We are back for another Monday. They have not kicked us out of the building. They have not changed the locks. We are here. We're talking about sports. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cape. My name is Joe Weston. I'm sort of the, uh, I don't know, ringleader of this because I control the all the buttons and the faders and everything. But, I mean, everybody's here for you. Ned Reynolds, he's not old. He's collectible. I saw I saw a Ned Riddle statue at a flea market yesterday. Did you and, see the and picture? The collectible is piece by piece, and that's <laughs> gradually falling apart. Breaking yeah. sports. Uh-oh. Breaking sports. What? 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 Third inning. Yankees nothing. Phillies two. Oh come oh, on, sports fans! It's third inning. It's early. It's early. Stormy Davis is with us. Stormy, I'm surprised you hadn't bought that Ned bobblehead before now. I, I didn't know where it was. I it's just, over. You know. Well, I can't say on the air. I won't say where okay. it was, but it's at a flea market here in town. Yeah, and so it if, deserves fleas too. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think it was like eighteen dollars or something like that. Oh I think you're worth more than that. I'm worth. Yeah, he's worth. Yeah. I've, I've seen other. <laughs> I've seen other Ned Reynolds bobbleheads, and they go for as high as thirty. Now, are you talking about, there are two of them. Are you talking about the older one when I had black hair? This, yes. Yeah. Mike says that you have exactly the same shirt still that you're <laughs> in the bobblehead. He said, Mike said, Mike said I don't that. doubt yeah, that. Yeah, he did. He, oh, Mike. It was in the group text yesterday. It's the did you second not read shirt it? that I have, not the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Open Ned's closet. There's two shirts, two shirts there. <laughs> There's two shirts. All right. Friday night, Mitch Holtis was in town, and uh, tell us about it. How'd it go? It was, in my opinion, I thought a very good show. Anything involving Mitch is going to be good because he is such a a class performer, and he is, I can't damn all sports announcers, but for my money, he is probably one of the very few who delves into the workings of his organization at every aspect. Mm -hmm. You cannot ask this guy a question in which he does not have a very good, articulate answer. We asked him some pretty tough questions. And then the audience chimed in at the end with some uh, some good, solid questions as well. But Mitch was uh, right there to, to uh, correctly answer. My, fa- <laughs> my favorite one was one that I asked. Not that it was a favorite one, but I said, Mitch, what, what went through your mind when you were doing the play-by-play and the Chiefs are on the Denver Broncos four-yard line and down goes Mahomes? And Mahomes doesn't get up. And the doctor down there on the field, Dr. Duvarnay-Chardif, even the doctor, turns away a little bit because he sees the, the element of the injury, a dislocated knee. And Mitch's answer was, well, once I got up out of the fetal position with my thumb out of my mouth. <laughs> what a great answer. A great... It was He's, he is top-notch. Yep. Very, very nice uh, nice evening. Good food, good camaraderie. Probably had uh, a little over 100 folks there at the Riff. Riff seats more than that, but we had to limit the crowd. Only drawback was that the governor who had planned to be there was not able to attend at the last minute. And that um, 
which was too bad because Governor Parson adds, he's a big Chiefs fan, uh, adds a lot to that. He was with us last year for this event and will be, I'm sure, next year. Because by next year, COVID-19 hopefully will be history. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Stormy, what was your favorite part of the evening? Uh, the whole thing was just, it's it's fun to just hear Mitch tell the stories. And, uh, you know, Ned always asks great questions. But the connection between Mitch and Art uh, really comes out in this in this type of an atmosphere. And you hear from both these guys. And they'll sometimes bring up stuff on there they don't always necessarily talk about on a Chiefs broadcast as well. And so those those are the fun pieces. And then, of course, just having Mitch respond to the audience and just being able to, like Ned said, pop out these great answers and give you all the info you're ever going to need to get the Chiefs. You, you can sit there on the app for a month and you wouldn't get the info you get out of Mitch in one night. Now, we did have some Chiefs news today. As far as broadcasting goes, Kimmel Ga- Kendall Gammons will no longer be with the uh, Chiefs broadcast. Actually, we, we made that uh, revelation the other night. Well, we okay, there. I wasn't there. So. Uh, see, now, <laughs> just going to throw that in my face, don't now, you? Joe, just going to throw that in my face. No. You just blew your cover now, Joe. You just blew it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be the uh, the former uh, uh, split end for them, who we have had, uh, well, in, in a former life, who we used to have on, kid out of the University of Iowa who is very, very good. Came down here quite a bit for Missouri Valley Conference uh, broadcast and telecast. And uh, he'll do uh, he'll do a very good job. Very articulate guy, and uh, he'll he'll blend in well. Now, the sideline announcer, I don't know. He's yeah. he's somebody from their flagship station up there, which mm-hmm. is I think called the Wolf. If I'm yes, not yes, it is. Is that what it is? And, and our Haynes will be back on the desk right, before yeah. and after and during the halftime and everything. And that's that's great to have him. Good familiar voice in there. Thanks for spoiling that for me, Stormy. Sorry. Just want to do the show. You want to take over the show for me? You got to play it cool, man. You got to play it cool. But you just told everybody you weren't there Uh, without telling them that. I I didn't go because I had some, I had a previous engagement that I needed to be involved in. I needed to be involved in. That's also my excuse, too. (laughs) That's one that, yeah, that's one that Ned uses all the time. Hey, Ned, want to go have a drink or something? No, I've got a previous engagement I have to be involved in. So I borrowed borrowed that from you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The invitation didn't involve drinks because there's never a prior engagement when that happens. <laughs> if I invite you to my house, there will always be drinks because my wife always. When did, mi- I, mi- when you, did I turn you down? Uh, Halloween. We always throw a Halloween party yeah. and you didn't come for the Halloween party. Well, our social, You're getting know. our social calendar here on the radio. I wonder why I did not go. There had to have been some yeah. a date of the bars. I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? Stormy was there. Oh, yeah. Nice time. Josh and John were there. Yeah, this well, is right. I, oh, yeah. Uh, I promise nice you if the invitation's <laughs> extended this year, I will be there. Right. No, it was fun. It was fun. The food was good, too. Let's talk about sports. I've, we, I'm excited because baseball's back. You mentioned, yes. you alluded to the fact that the Phillies and the Yankees are playing right now, and you also alluded to the fact that the Phillies are temporarily winning. <laughs> but have you? Did you watch any of the games over the weekend? I watched, yes. So on Saturday night, I watched the Yankees-Mets. And the, the Yankees are just clearly a superior team to, uh, to the New York Mets. They're, they're good. They're very good. Yep. They have the long ball. What they beat the Mets by last night, six to nothing or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, interestingly enough, too, and, and I've, I've, that's what I liked about Danon Hughes, the guy who is joining the uh, Chiefs broadcast team. He's a former Iowa baseball player as well, Jersey kid. And uh, he loved baseball, and when he told me that, I, hey, you're one of us, buddy. This is great. <laughs> uh, watching the Yankees play, but I'll tell you who impressed me more was the Chicago White Sox. They they spotted the Cubs a 2 nothing lead last night at Wrigley Field. 
either 2 nothing or 3 nothing. came back and beat him 7-3. to Now, again, understand, these are exhibition games leading up to the opener next uh, this weekend. But the fact is the White Sox had some big-time power on that ball club. How good their pitching is, that I don't know. But in terms of their hitting, it's, it's a club that has big offensive weapons. Let's talk about the ambiance. I don't know what, if they did it at the Cubs White they, Sox. They did in, it at all of them. They piped in crowd sounds. What what was your feeling with that? We do a little TV bit that'll play a little bit later on tonight between nine and ten over in KYCW, and that question was also posed to me. It doesn't offend me in any way, but I don't necessarily like it. If you're going to have a situation in which you have artificial circumstances, artificial sound, artificial cutouts in the back that that doesn't resonate very well again it doesn't turn me off from the game because i'm there to view baseball and love the game and watch all the subtleties that go into playing of the game but i just don't think it's necessary it it, again it doesn't bother me to the point where i'm going to turn it off but i i would prefer they didn't do that in my opinion did you watch any i watched a little bit yesterday and uh i've got to admit i i the crowd noise was okay to listen to, but if you ever got a good shot of the stands and you're sitting there thinking, okay, there's nobody there, <laughs> a little confusing. But I tell you, one of the things that's going to help is going to help the players on the field because they are used to being in these games and having that noise. And even though you can zone it out to a certain effect, you're going to get the power of it there. And so it's it's part of the game to them out on the field. So I can see this being a very healthy thing psychologically for the players out there. It, yeah, in that, in that regard, you have a very good point. And were you there, Stormy, when we asked Mitch about that very thing? Yes. And remember what he said? He said, these, are, these players excuse me, identify very strongly with the crowd, mm-hmm. and they draw their emotion from the crowd. Yeah. My question was, was posed because the Chiefs have said between – They'll sell between twenty and 30,000 individual game tickets. And the, play, the individuals who have season tickets, depending on the seniority, will have the right to pick those games that they want to go to. And it'll go down in a gradual order. But still, when you're talking about 78,000 fans and only going to allow twenty five to 30,000 in there, that limits your number greatly. Does it limit the noise? No, because the noise will be then certainly not in the volume that it was. But Mitch said, hey, these players draw a lot mm-hmm. of what they do and a lot of momentum and incentive from what the fans do. And I think that probably holds true for baseball. It certainly holds true for basketball because of the close proximity of what yes. you do. And the same with hockey. Hey, the, the fans, we've, we've talked about this even when the negotiations are going on. The fans don't figure into the negotiations. And Scott Bale said, no, they do not. But... You have a circumstance like this, and you watch some of these games that are played in the regular season now for baseball without fans there, you're going to see how big a difference that makes. And I think it'll be a very pronounced difference and not necessarily a positive one. Is it going to affect the games? No, probably not. But by the same token, it is going to affect how they're accepted by the audiences around the country and by the players and by, by management itself. You can't exist without some kind of audience. 25,000 fans, that's like double a Chargers game in Los Angeles. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, well actually, true. it was full house. That's a full Ooh, house for the that's Chargers. That's full house for the Chargers. <laughs> that soccer it. stadium, I, I think, sat between twenty five and 30,000, somewhere around there. But any of them are going to beat the New York Giants and the New York Mets. I, I, I'm sorry, the New York Jets. New York Giants and New York Jets, they announced today no fans. 
No wow. fans for any of their home games. Now, how in the world is that going to work? I don't know. I saw just a blurb on the screen that uh, Sean Payton said he didn't feel like there was any way that uh, football camps could start on time. I, I think they're, the NFL's been in this really good position, but now time's creeping up on them, and they're going to have to you know, actually deal with something here. Well, they already have, in a way. They sent down their protocol today, and, and the Players Association, NFL Players Association, agreed to it. And that protocol is that for the first two weeks of training camp, everybody, players, coaches, and key individuals who are directly involved with the team will be tested every day. That's every day for two weeks. If the results are good, then uh, the testing will drop back a little bit, maybe twice every week or whatever. I don't know what that'll be. But they did make that, and that's an agreeable term. The one that I find particularly interesting is the one exhibition game. And I don't think the players have decided on that yet. They don't want any. Right. They don't want any exhibition games at all. The NFL said, how about one? On the week of August the 27th, all teams would play one exhibition game. Well, the problem you run into there is who gets the home game. Now, keep in mind, players, mm-hmm. players in exhibition games only get their per diem. They're not paid for that at all. Any money that's collected is, I guess, by the clubs or maybe some is given back to uh, the league or whatever. Well, I've got the answer to it. This, this is Ned Reynolds babbling on. on. But if there's an argument as to who's going to be the home team, don't have a home team. Play it a barnstorming game just nice. like they used to do years ago. Uh, for instance, the Chiefs, I don't know who they play on the 27th, maybe Dallas. Dallas, I think, was the game. All right, that one. let's have the game. Let's have the Springfield, game. Springfield, Missouri, let's just no, throw that out no, there. No, 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 no. Faroe Field, Columbia, or uh, what would be a good state? Well, uh, the University of Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin, something like that. A barnstorming area where a limited number of fans can get a chance to see the game. They used to do that all the time. Yep. That's how the NFL had its exhibition games. And, gosh, my brother and I saw one in Princeton, New Jersey, of all places, the Giants and the Eagles in an exhibition game. But now, of course, under the season ticket plan, they have them in their stadia. Well, again, you run into a ticket problem there. So have this one at a neutral site, barnstorm them, and uh, uh, have, the, have the general audience give them a chance to see a team that they might not ordinarily have a chance to see. I think that's your answer if they accept, if they being the players, accept a one-game exhibition season. You know what? Every once in a while, you come up with a really good idea. <laughs> and that that's was a damn opinion. good one. That was a good lie. one. We it like really it. Was. We like it. I would love it, you know? What do you mean every once in a the while? The Chiefs and the Cowboys at JFK. Wouldn't that be a game, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll JFK. tell you. Or- hey. or- Orvo Pottinger Stadium. How about how about it uh, at DePlaster? Because yeah. that, that's about the number of fans you're going to be able to get in there, about 20, 25,000. Well, that would pack the house, though, and I think that kind of yeah. defeats the purpose of yeah, the whole right. idea that they wanted to You'd do with that. You'd have to socially it? distant over there, so it'd have to be about 10,000. <laughs> we are looking for your phone calls. The number is 863-7104. It is Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Ned is in the house. Ah, welcome back to the Happy Circle. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Yep, it is Ned Talk. We are 104.7 The Cave. It is little sports talk for your Monday night. And Ned Reynolds, Stormy Davis, and I are in the studio. And we're joined on the phone. Some geek. By a first-time caller, (laughs) longtime fan. What is your name, sir? 
long, long, long time, long time listener, first time caller. This is Mike the intern. Mike the Big intern. Fan of you guys. <laughs> How are Big you? Fan. Uh, pretty good. Uh, just wanted to call in with a couple comments. First, if memory serves correct me, correct serves me correctly, Ned got two shirts. And <laughs> it is three. Holy he's got three, three now. Three. He's got his Ned Talk shirt now. <laughs> well, yeah, we need to get him a third. <laughs> Secondly, uh, the best story from Friday night was, um, and I'm surprised I hadn't heard him tell this story before, but I guess um, after, and this is coming from Mitch, after Coach Reed kind of, you know, went, did the college thing and obviously been an assistant coach for multiple NFL teams, finally gets hired, and every year the owners and or I'd say the owners and head coaches go to a resort somewhere and they all kind of spend mm-hmm. the weekend going over problems, you know, rule changes, what they'd like to see, et cetera. And he said he was, you know, the rookie coach, so no one in the room was giving him time of day, and we've all been in that position. He said he's kind of just sitting there by himself, and all of a sudden this guy walks up to him and says, son, I've been, I've been watching your career closely, and I think you'll do wonderful things in the NFL and that man was Lamar Hunt. And so he said that years later when all the teams are courting him, that thing stuck in his mind and one of the, one of the reasons he came to Kansas City. So let that be a lesson to you. Be nice to people, even the rookies. And to yep. back that up a little bit more too, Mike, if, if uh, I, and again I'm having to recall, when the Chiefs did make their coaching change and Andy Reid became available, I think he was out of work for about 25 minutes, I think, or something like that because it was yeah, almost it was a quick. – instantaneous agreement well yeah, thank you very. sir for your phone call we really appreciate it we'll, we'll leave you with this uh one thing i was reading before uh i left today was that the kansas city chiefs are one of the three teams in the nfl that i guess the players are cool with their their whole covid plan mm-hmm. so that's good news it is that's good news well. it is and i and i think that's uh, probably the philadelphia eagles would be one of them too because they're cool guys too <laughs> oh, listen to that listen to that uh, are, are the yankees Holmes. beating the phillies yet i beg your are the yankees beating the phillies yet two nothing philadelphia so, in okay the okay right. mike see you tomorrow man all right we'll talk yeah, to you guys, tomorrow have a good show see you oh thanks for mike the intern Collins. it's always nice to hear from him i haven't talked to him in the last uh 30 minutes or so <laughs> oh we have another phone call right now and it's from steve steve hello how are you you're in springfield and you had a couple of things you wanted to ask ned yeah, I uh, good to good to hear you uh, on the air again, uh, Ned. I enjoy listening to you, and I will say this: Ned has had uh, uh, a good idea once in a while for probably over fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're on a when you're on a fifty-year winning streak, one every fifty years, you're doing great. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, you guys were mentioning, oh, Ned, you were mentioning barnstorming uh, these NFL exhibition games. I remember years ago, I'm um, from St. Louis, when the St. Louis football Cardinals were there, and they were having, an, every year they'd have an exhibition game for the Governor's Cup with the Chiefs. Right. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they just couldn't get it together as far as uh, either play, so they played in Memphis. That was, that was one time, I think, because uh, in the later years, Steve, they did uh, juggle between Kansas City one year and uh, St. Louis the next. They went back and forth, but they did have it in Memphis one year. That That is correct. I'll tell you, I'll update you even further. I believe I'm correct on this one. Before they moved to St. Louis, or maybe the year after they moved from Chicago to St. Louis, they played an exhibition game against the Toronto Argonauts. Half the game was Canadian Football League rules, and half the game was NFL rules. Oh, that would have been cool to see. 
I think a little the, confusing. The NFL. I think the Cardinals won that game. That was one. There were several, several little intricacies involved with other teams as well. But yeah, that that did happen. And I Steve, that was wild too. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. And you had something yeah. else you wanted to say too. Yeah, I wanted to ask Ned uh, about you know we have a sixty-game shortened baseball season, and I know you were just bragging on the Yankees because you. I, I don't know if you were able to see that game with the Mets or anything, but. Uh, uh, I would think you're right. Clearly, they're a better baseball team than the Mets. But uh, I'd like to know who his picks would be to get to the World Series this year. It's kind of a crapshoot, but I'll throw mine out there. And it's all about pitching. And, Ned, you know as well as I do over the years, pitching is everything, especially when it comes to the playoffs. But I think Tampa has really got a good shot at getting to the World Series this year because of their pitching. Tampa has such a good shot that they were able to let go of this Libertor kid who is one of their top prospects, and he's with the uh, team down here, the taxi squad now with the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm -hmm. He's a lefty, and if you can afford to part with a guy like that who is a very high-caliber draft pick, then you do have a good pitching staff. And, Steve, you're absolutely right. The Tampa Bay Rays do have an excellent pitching staff and a pretty doggone good team. But picking picking two World Series teams – in a 60-game schedule is a virtual impossibility, not because picking them is difficult, but because you don't know how teams are going to get, uh, how they're going to structure their attack. This is a sprint and not a marathon. You've got to go all out. Pitchers who might necessarily have a five- or six-day layoff between starts, they're going to go every four days now, all your, all your top pitchers. So it'll be a whole lot different. In the Central Division, in the American League, I would pick the Chicago White Sox from what I've seen as the uh, American League Central and either Cincinnati or the Cardinals, one of those two. I don't think the Cubs didn't show me a whole lot in uh, playing last night. Of course, it's only one game. But uh, those two I would pick as far as the Central playoff teams are concerned. In the West, well, you've got to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League. And I'll tell you, watch out for the Los Angeles Angels. They have a very, very nice baseball team. Of course, you never saw the Houston Astros short either. They, they could be right up there and challenging as well. And in the American League East, we'll go with the Yankees in the American League. And my producer's going to take my head off if I pick against the Yankees. And in the National League East, come on. Is there any other team beside the Philadelphia Phillies? <laughs> no, I would have Listen to. I'd to have to go with the Washington Nationals. They're they're uh, a loaded ball club, as is Atlanta. They are very good ball clubs. Well, one of the groups out in Vegas has got uh, the two best odds maker teams to make it are the Dodgers and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, that's consider you know, that's, now that's that when that pick, when that poll came in and when those bets came out, that was on a one sixty two game schedule. Uh, this is a sixty game schedule. And uh, I really think there's it, it's it would be wasted money, or wasted chocolate chips in this case, <laughs> to put any any bets on on anybody because it is it is totally uncharted territory. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate your phone call. Hey, thanks, guys. Steve, thanks for listening to us, man. Thanks, Steve. We have uh, just so much more sports to talk about. I can't wait because just talking to Steve brought up a couple of ideas that I wanted to discuss with you. But we'll get to all that in a minute. If you've got a call for us, give us. A call. The phone lines are open right now, 863-7104. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Ned is in the house. That's right, buddy. The band is back together. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. 
Ten Talk and 104.7 The Cave, your local live sports call-in talk show. All said really slowly so everybody could understand what we do around here. I wanted to talk to you, Ned, because uh, we were talking about how baseball is going to be a sprint this season. 60 games. And one of the announcers last night pointed out that you really can't afford to have a bad week. You can't afford to get off to a bad start. And case in point, World Series champions last year, Nationals, after 60 games, 22 and 38. Cannot do that this year. So what do you think that's going to mean for baseball? What do you think that's going to mean for managers and managerial decisions and GMs? What's your thoughts on that? altogether different handling of all the teams. Altogether different. And you're right. I didn't remember them being 22 and 38, but I did remember them being 19 and 31. I did remember the Nationals being that bad. And they come back to win. But that's 162 games. Absolutely could not do that now. So what they will do, like I was mentioning to Steve a while ago, I think you're going to see your starting pitchers who might ordinarily get a five- or six-day layoff between starts. They're going to be pitching every four days. And uh, I think your injury factor is certainly going to be greater because you're not going to have the luxury of giving these uh, players, your top-line players, some time off. Now, having said all that, the universal DH is allowed, is allowed in both leagues, and that will be, that will be a help, a help to some of the star players. Certainly add some offense, I would think, maybe to uh, certain elements of the National League. But the fact is that it's going to be an altogether different level, different managing techniques, different strategies, different substitution levels. There was one proposal that I think was turned down uh, about having... Breaking news right now, the NFL has offered zero preseason games. All right, that's the the final final bone. I'm glad you threw that in there because earlier today it was one. Just came across. Well, the players don't want any. Yeah, so So, that's what they've offered right now. If that's the case, then, then I think the players will accept the entire protocol situation because if the NFL went from one game to no exhibition games... That's exactly what uh, the players wanted. Players to say, okay, if you're playing ball with us, we'll play ball with you. Uh, in terms of the baseball, though, forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was how the teams are going to be handled. And, indeed, that's why they have this taxi squad. Mm-hmm. And it's all the teams have them. And the Cardinals taxi squad down here, certainly not all, but some of the key players I wouldn't be at all surprised to see called up. Uh, yes. During, during uh, right. August or September, especially if there are any injuries. But if somebody gets off to a slow start, heck, you have uh, the Gorman kid down here who's a tremendous player. Yes. You have your number one draft choice down here, the Walker kid from Georgia. He's a good player now, probably not ready yet for the big leagues, hadn't even played minor league ball yet. But, again, this is uh, an altogether different circumstance. We have never seen this before. This is uncharted territory. Do you see maybe the possibility of some players getting off to kind of a bad start and then saying, you know what, I'm just going to bail on it? Do you see that as happening? Opt out? Yeah. I think if they do that, Joe, unless there is some kind of a circumstance in which they can fall back on and say, hey, I've got somebody in the family or I'm not mm-hmm. feeling well or something like that, then they forfeit forfeit their salary and uh, their, their service time. Now, I, that's before the season started. If after the season started, I must admit I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think once once they made that commitment, 
Uh, I think they play it all the way through. And I think you're, you're seeing the vast majority of players, like Scott Bales told us the other night, these guys are there to play baseball. Yeah, They're not there to opt out. Uh, the ones who have uh, are individuals who have a legitimate reason. They all have legitimate reasons, mm-hmm. of course. But these are guys who really feel strongly about what their circumstances are. Ryan Zimmerman, for instance, um, those are those are guys who, who fall into a category in which, hey, you have individuals at home who could be affected. So it, it does fall into a certain level of circumstance in which you have to have some understanding. And given that option, yes. But once they've started, I think probably they wouldn't allow that unless there's a mitigating injury or family circumstance of some sort. There's so much that's going to be going on with the season that we've you know, never seen before and we haven't ever experienced. Do you have any predictions for anything that you think might come out of the blue that we might see? The only one that has haunted me as a longtime follower of all the sports is a season being halted before yeah. it's over. I hope to the good Lord above that does not happen. And I, and I just can't imagine it will. But I also can imagine that it might. Especially, yeah. especially in football. Now, the baseball one, how you're going through August and September, and you're ending it in September. If, and again, this is all if, the circumstances are such that we're having a second wave. We may be having that second wave already. I heard some doctors say we have not been a wave. It's just been a continual Continually thing. Going, continual yeah. thing, too. Uh, so. But that would be my, my worst. That would be the nightmare if you had to halt the season. Stormy had some good news, though. You were talking about the testing that they've done on the NBA earlier. Correct. And in the bubble where they've got, they call it their bubble, where they're keeping the players and everybody else, 384, I believe, tests came back all negative. So nobody has tested positive within that realm. So to me, that tells the other leagues that says, okay, if you're going to play football, if you're going to play baseball, you keep your teams in check, you keep your players in check, players keep each other in check, and keep in within amongst ourselves we're not going to go out and do no wild parties just because we won this or that we need to stay in it to win it and that's going to be a big factor for all of them and i hope they take some some uh instruction from that and say this is how we keep it together and this is how we keep playing stormy the the bottom line to what you said is the art of discipline yes if you're able to practice discipline in your lives then you will follow the the protocol follow the guidelines and everything if you follow them, should be okay. I heard uh, one expert say the other day, if only the general public would wear their masks for four to eight weeks, then the virus might be halted. Well, okay, I'm not a big fan of the mask, but if that's the case, like and, and that's going to be the result, well then, hell yeah, you should yeah, try it. You I like mask it. fashion. I do. I'm totally down with the mask fashion. You've got your Crown Royal mask. Have, Stormy, what do you, what's your it. mask? I've got the Joker still. Matt, Stormy's got several masks. I did too. I have a, yeah. I have a camo pullover that I like. There's Stormy's <laughs> mask. It's really good. I, I have my uh, I have my Crown Royal. I have my Jack Daniels, and I have my Jim, Jim Beam. Beam. He's got a long he's got a long <laughs> straw too. By the way, it goes down into a pocket. I don't know what's going on there. I heard a great story yesterday in the Mets Yankees game. They're talking about a Mets a young Mets player who woke up one morning and he said, "You know what? I, I don't feel so good. I got a sore throat." And he followed all the protocol, got tested. He had it, quarantined. So they were applauding him and the fact mm-hmm. that he kept kept the rest of his teammates safe. But honestly, it just takes one guy. Yes. It takes one guy 
to not be disciplined with this whole thing, and you could see us you could see a sport halted. Have to understand how Viri works, and and I'm not a doctor, not an MD, but I will tell you that every human being has a virus of some sort in his body. Everyone, mm-hmm. we're all carriers of something. In the case of the COVID nineteen, well, let, let's talk about the flu, the flu that goes around. Well, there are thousands of individuals who are yes. asymptomatic. That's how the disease is spread. The difference between it and COVID-19, now COVID-19 is a nasty little virus, but there are many who are asymptomatic, thousands, maybe even millions who are asymptomatic. But the problem is there is no vaccine. There are some good cures, not cures, but uh, remedies to, uh, uh, to help with the recovery from it, assist recovery. But in terms of vaccine, rendering the majority of the population immune to it, working on it, and probably, hopefully, getting close. But until that happens, then we're going to have to run into protocol like this. This circumstance has happened before, many years ago, but now we're in 2020, and the science, medicine, is so much more advanced now that we can come up with circumstances like this. Thank goodness we can. We have people who are looking out for the the betterment of the human being. That's all except the news media who have done a terrible job, in my opinion. All right. You're in the news with... media. Stop it. No, I, I'm ex-news media. Stop it. <laughs> if you got a question, give us a call, 863-7104. The phone lines are open. Love to hear from you. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, your local live sports call-in show I'm Joe Weston, Stormy Davis with me, Ned Reynolds, Stormy. Stormy wants to brag, so go ahead, Stormy. Come on. Let's well, hear yeah, it. You know, uh, <laughs> the, there was a – Caleb Scott was on the show several months ago and talking about the Queen City Insane Asylum football program. And the next day, one of the guys from the Midst- Midwest Defenders called Mike the Intern Show and basically what exactly what you said. He threw down a good old-fashioned wrestling promo on us. And uh, then this past Saturday, we played the – Midwest Defenders out at Size Sports in Nixa, and uh, we we somebody got the smack laid down on them, but it, it certainly wasn't <laughs> us. Final score: one hundred and twelve to fourteen. One hundred and twelve to four. Was is there no mercy rule in this? Apparently not, and I'm not sure Caleb was necessarily interested in one, um, or any of the others for that matter. I know I necessarily wasn't, but uh, the good news was that uh, for every point scored by the Queen City Asylum, we raised seven dollars. Fort Harmony House, we end up with $784 uh, wow. to donate to them. So uh, to me, that was the best part of the night. That and plus we had over 200 people out there watching the game. Everyone was social distancing. Some people had masks on. And uh, just a really great time. And uh, glad to see the team win again. So 2-0 and on the season. Six and uh, Yeah, 6-0 and on, this, on the year. So it's got a we got a bye week next weekend but then we'll be back out at Sci Sports at Nixa on uh, August 1st at 7 p.m. But yeah, 114 112 to 14. Let me say that score again. <laughs> uh after the call in and, and everything that was done, but it was it was a beautiful thing. What's the kicker's name? The kicker's name is Joshua James. All right. There we yeah. go. Stormy's the uh GM <laughs> We're the Queen City Asylum, so we uh, we he sometimes he's got a lot going on in that noggin of his. Oh so sometimes he for, forgets things. But again, it's August first. Is August first, seven p.m. out at Size Sports in Nixa. If you don't know where that is, uh, just take the turn off like you're going to Summers at the River or where that little go kart place used to be. AA and still there. It's AA. still there. 
and uh, just turn uh, the corner at a former uh, establishment. It's not, we I will not name. It, and I don't think it's former. A catered uh, gentleman. But uh, anyway. Oh, I thought it was gone. It, no, I think it's still there. No, he. The, it's it's going to be closed for a while until somebody else buys it. I know that. Oh, okay. But uh, if somebody does. Um, but, yeah, just take the right there and go back into Cy Sports and uh, down on the left side. This is where the football field is, and it's it's a really nice area down by the river, and uh, uh, it's great. Beautiful turned into a beautiful night. That's not a little sport. creepy. Really nice area down by the river. <laughs> I try not to do it that creepy <laughs> on there, but but no. Uh, if I didn't mention it already, you know, one hundred twelve to fourteen. Did you say something about what was the score of that game again? I believe it was one hundred twelve to fourteen. Ned, I mean, I'm just you, what take was the crazy. score of the asylum game on this weekend? Did you hear that? One hundred and twelve and a half to fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. You have to understand, guys. This is this is eight man football, and eight man football is designed to be very high scoring. Maybe not that much of a route, but it it that can happen. After it all, is. the field is reduced, and, it, and it'll remind you a lot of arena football for people yeah. who've been fans of that, which I got into when I lived in Florida. Outside which, arena football, yeah, basically uh, without the barriers on the side or anything like that. So indeed, you do see uh, higher scoring, although that. That's a route right there. That <laughs> was. But I do want to I do want to say as the GM, I want to thank everybody from the Midwest Defenders who came in. Uh, some of the guys who play on that team played for the Wolf Pack. I worked for them years ago, and I know them. So I appreciate them coming out and the families and everything else driving in. And uh, we always appreciate that kind of thing, especially you, with all that's going on. Uh, when you're finished with your off week, then when's your next game? It will be two weeks, uh, August Saturday night, August 1st, 7 p.m. So, Do you play any road games at all? There will be. It's again. The season is being put together as it goes along because of everything that's going on. Uh, what teams are playing? What teams aren't? There are best of my knowledge six teams, maybe a couple more within the league, and a couple of them have opted out of this season already. So and and are new, also new to the league. So they just haven't really necessarily had time to set up to get ready to play as well. So okay. uh, I think once the IDFL gets set up next year, I've been over their website quite a bit and. Uh, now getting used to the rules, changing going from CPFL to IDFL, but the, there's just a lot to it. They've got a men's and women's divisions in both indoor and outdoor, both 11-man and 8-man. So it's it's a good organization, and I'm hoping to see it really grow and build up nicely. Sounds cool. And, again, people can participate right here in the Ozarks. Yeah, sports. Queen City Insane Asylum football on Facebook. And uh, come on out there and... See what we're all about. Come out and watch some live sports. Not just going to get to see live sports on TV now with baseball, but and then the upcoming, of course, basketball and hockey leagues. But now you can go out and see some live football, semi-pro if you want to. So, so do you know? Do you either one of you guys know how basketball is going to work? Are they going to play all the games in that bubble area? That yes, in? yes. All the games will be played in that bubble, and all the hockey will be played in either Edmonton or Toronto. Yes. And keep in mind now that the hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs, doesn't include the Blues in the first round hmm. because this is kind of a play-in round. I believe it's best of five, but I'm not sure of that. Uh, that begins on August mm-hmm. 1st. Then they gradually move up to the best of seven if they aren't already in best of seven to start out with. But the early, the play-in rounds advance, and then you have the Blues playing uh, probably in, I'm going to guess, the second week in August and then playing probably. right through. And that's going to be the way it works with the NBA, too, as well. The championships won't be decided probably until early October, which is when the training camps would be starting. (laughs) So the NBA, I know, plans on starting their 2021 season in uh, early or mid-December. 
and then mm-hmm. carrying it yep. through next year in uh, 2021 into late June, mid to late June, somewhere around there. Hockey, I don't know. Don't know what they're going to do with their extended schedule, but they'll have to change as well. And it, it's the basketball one is interesting because the Olympics is planned for next year too, the 2021 yes. Olympics. And uh, some of these NBA guys have already expressed a desire to play on the USA team. Will they be able to? Uh, well, the answer is no if they're in the playoffs and at that time. right now that's not looking real positive. Right now they're sitting at about a 26% approval rating for the Olympics to go on within the people of Japan. Boy. And that's a pretty low figure for uh, the decision makers to have to try to look at and give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But, yeah, the facility in Orlando where they're talking about for the NBA, it's ESPN, Disney kind of owned and developed. And it was able – it sits in such a way where they were able to encapsulate it amongst itself and really contain – this area for people and still let them do things and get out, but not necessarily interact with people outside the bubble as well. well. They have so had no positive field. tests. That says yeah, it none whatsoever. That's good news, too. We had, there's low Great positive news. tests in, in Major League Baseball. It'll be interesting to see when football comes back. Yeah, yes. and, and what I'm their percentages will be. Uh, we were talking earlier about some of the, there have been, I believe I'm correct in this, there have been 11 states. 11 states that have dropped high school football for this year, mm-hmm. 11 of them. Kansas is one of them. Arkansas and Missouri are not included at the moment, which means that the season is planning on going on uh, as, as planned, except in California. And in California, they're going to start their season in late December and early January. You know, we can't play football then. Out there, you can. The weather is... The weather is not a factor out there. What if Texas will do something similar, or Florida, because they've had spikes, and I can imagine them pushing it back. Not having high school football in Texas. I think they've already canceled. Oh, really? I I think in Florida they have. I saw the list. It's 11 states that have done it. And um, I know that Mississippi is one, Louisiana is one, and I'm thinking Florida is probably also included in that group. I can see Texas moving it to spring, but I can't see them doing a school year without high school football in Texas. It's just such a staple. They were talking yesterday while I was watching the game that, you know, one of the things with baseball dealing with is the moving back and forth between Canada and the United States. With mm-hmm. Toronto, and Toronto, the, gov- the government in Canada said, no, we're not going to let you do that, so... It'll be the Buffalo Blue Jays yeah, this have year. They, have yep. they made a decision? I, that is what I've heard. I think it's final. I yeah. would think that that would be uh, the, the logical move because, after all, Buffalo and Toronto aren't very far away from each mm-hmm. other. Not that it makes any difference with the fans. They can't go anyway. Yeah, exactly. So That's true. It's, but, but from an identification standpoint and a television standpoint, yeah, Buffalo would be Dunedin, Florida, which is where the Toronto Blue mm-hmm. Jays train. That is O-U-T. You can't you, can't no, know. Not with the... Not with the COVID virus spiking as much as it has. Uh-uh. Yeah, I just uh, it was kind of interesting all the changes that are being made. Some of them I'm I'm a little excited about because just a little difference here and there makes mm-hmm. things a little more interesting to see how things are going to go. And I'm I'm really excited to see the sixty game sprint. Yes, because it should be really interesting to see how teams are managed and how things move forward from here on in. Do we have a World Series between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Seattle Mariners? Uh, it could happen, it could, guys. It could, it could happen. Could happen. I, that, that's uh, I've brought this up time over time, but I think that's kind of a beauty mark on this thing is that we we may end up seeing something really outrageous and outstanding out of this thing. Possibly, it's certainly going to be memorable, uh, one way or the other. But I'm I'm 
I'm excited. I mean, after reading some of the stuff I'm seeing today and a lot of different aspects of sport, I'm very excited about the possibility of what could happen. See, you're looking at it from the glass half full. You bet I am. I'm not. We've had enough glass half empty this year. Well, that's just it. We've had so much glass half empty that uh, I look at a different situation. (laughs) Keep in mind the negotiations for a new contract will be ongoing in 2021. The plan that's probably going to be introduced that I like is to have Major League Baseball in halves. Just like they do with the Texas League down yes. there, I think that's a great Beautiful idea. idea. Isn't that John Smoltz came up with? Was one of the proponents of that idea. He was mm-hmm. indeed. Smoltz mm-hmm. did offer that because he'd seen what it does in the minors. You start all over again. If you if you had a rotten first half, hey, okay, we were bad. We're going to get better here in the second half and still be a contender. Has happened. I think it should happen again. You can alter your playoffs to where there is a legitimate championship going on. Not that there isn't now. But it would make it a little bit more amenable to the public. I, I, I would be all for that. All and one idea you came up with earlier, I think, could have a lot of good implications. <laughs> is the thought of bar, more, go back to the barnstorming idea for preseason stuff, and not just in football or baseball, maybe. So, should be just good. an idea. Some good things on the horizon. Thank We're talking you, about good stuff. Thank you, Ned. Thank you. You mean the roustabout came up with something? The roustabout. You did. The collectible. <laughs> Ned you did. Thanks, we'll guys. We have a bobblehead made for this. We'll be back next week. <laughs> doing Ned Talk. If you've got a question for us that you think of between here and there, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. That's Ned Talk. Until then, we will see you next Monday night, 6 to 7, right here, 104.7 The Cave.